1: From the Anti-Up headquarters in Tampa Bay, Florida, it's the Anti-Up PokerCast. And now, here are two guys who think they know how to play poker, Chris Casenza and Scott Long. It's January
2: 7, 2022. You're listening to the best poker cast on the interwebs. I'm Chris Casenza. And I'm
3: Scott Long, and you're quite excited for 2022, it sounds like.
2: Oh, man, I mean, could the year can get worse, right? I mean, so it's got to be better this year, right?
3: (laughs) That's what we said last year.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now that I think about it, maybe it's the cold. I'm freezing my butt off here, and my hands are shaking. I thought it was adrenaline getting me excited, but now it's just I'm trying to stay alive. Absolutely ridiculous down here, and I certainly
3: blame that for my -er, 11-air kickball performance last night.
2: (laughs) You know, I saw you post that on Facebook, and I said, he's got to talk about it on the show. That was humiliating. That's what we do on the show when things humiliate us. We talk about them on the show. Absolute epic collapse. I've been playing pretty well,
3: uh, but last night I was just bundled up, and uh, every single ball bounced off the International Space Station and then off my... My big beak, which is now huge. You know, Toucan Zam is like,
2: man, get that fixed, dude. Uh, people don't know this, but that's how we met, didn't we? We met at the, the huge Schnoz Anonymous uh, meeting or something. We both had these yeah. massive noses and bumped into each other.
3: Uh, terrific sense of smells we both had. So.
2: <laughs> it's funny, though, when we have the meeting, we all can't be in the same room because otherwise there's no oxygen in there. It's like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> But yes, yeah, so that was uh, probably my worst kickball performance of all time. Honestly. Oh, no. And like I said, I've been playing well, and then it's just like, it was like, hey, my teammates were like, uh, once the next one got kicked me, he's like, you can't miss another one, can he? And then bang, right off my nose. And Oh, my God. And even like, uh, so like two weeks ago, uh, I, I, I made all my catches except for one, and that one was super high, bounced off my schnoz. But it bounced off my schnoz and rolled right to the third baseman,
2: so we got the force out, so it didn't really matter. Nice. So you got an assist on it. Your nose got an assist. Yeah, my
3: nose got the assist. But uh, <laughs> last night, none of my 11 nose balls uh, did anything So other than just uh, knock the snot out of me. No nose else. balls. That's hilarious.
2: <laughs> all right. Let's talk poker.
3: Yeah, yeah, why not? So, All right. The Global Poker Awards is returning after skipping last year because of COVID. The annual awards will be announced in February from the Poker Go studio at the ARIA in Las Vegas. 20 awards will be handed out this year. And the Players of the Year have already been announced. They are Ali M. Sarovic, as Player of the Year, Nadia Magnus, is Female Player of the Year, and David Mizarov, is Mid-Major
2: <laughs> Player of the Year, which is a new award this year, and probably a new pronunciation of his name. <laughs> this is why you got into print journalism. <laughs> because all you had to do was know how to spell. You didn't have to know how to pronounce anything.
3: <laughs> well, we also got into an America First publication, so all these <laughs> weren't <there. laughs>
2: figure out who they are and how to pronounce their names. Oh, yeah. man. So, uh, obviously, we won't win any of these awards. Uh, no, no, probably not. No. We're we're done whining about that. We know yes. it's fact now, so we just move on. Yes,
3: yes. Uh, no, the only thing I will say is, I'm like, I really did, we always say this, I'm very, very proud of our Restock the shelves initiative that we've been doing for many, many years. Obviously, we didn't do it last year or this year because of COVID, so it's probably, uh, I mean, they didn't even register on the radar when we were actually doing it in right. The, Thousands, hundreds of thousands of people every year, but um, but that, that's that's the only thing I kind wish I had, we kind of got recognized for. I mean, the the media stuff is is well beyond us now. I mean, good. I like telling people this. Somebody I was telling somebody the other day, they asked me about the the origins of Andy Up, and I always love telling that story, right? Because we get to talk about the the horrible five minute podcast in the break room with a microwave dinging, and, and uh, that we redid it seven times, and every time it got less funny. <laughs> 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 Our jokes were like. <laughs> uh planned out at that point instead of a um, phone exactly so um uh, but uh yeah so um uh but but that was a different world back then. There were only uh, a couple poker podcasts. So I mean if we had a global poker awards back then we would would have been more in the running for that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. We won a bluff award.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's right. So that was good.
3: But these days I, I uh man enough to admit that there are uh about seven million better poker podcasts out there than us. So
2: Oh yeah, yeah, but none as long. That's right. Right. Longevity. We would get it on the Veterans Committee, I think they would there offer it. Right. We
3: need a Veterans Committee on the Public, Global Poker yeah, Award. A
2: Veterans GPA Award. There you go. <laughs> Love it.
3: You Remember when we started this, we could talk about like the old time gamblers like Donald Brunson and
2: TJ Clooney,
3: and and now <laughs> now we're now we're the old time. Oh, we're the old time gamblers. <laughs>
2: I remember back in the day when uh, you didn't even have to use a VPN to play online poker. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect,
3: perfect. Oh, man. Uh, Poker pro Mike Timex McDonald has announced that he will shut down his poker shares betting platform this month. The site allowed bettors to wager on poker events like the Polk's heads-up match against Daniel Negreanu. McDonald said regulatory restrictions hampered the site's growth and that he wants to focus on other ventures, including cryptocurrency. You've never heard of this cryptocurrency, Yeah,
2: It's this new thing that the kids are talking about, you know?
3: I, I don't think it's going to take off. I don't think anybody's going to be talking about it. So.
2: And there's something else, too, uh, that's tied to it, or something like NF something? <laughs> N-
3: NTFs, NTFs.
2: Yeah. NTFs. Uh, oh, okay. All right. So, I don't know. but uh, I mean, did a lot of people use this poker share thing? I, I no, remember it, but I don't know if you used it.
3: Here's the thing. I don't know if you heard the last bit,
2: but uh, we are the uh, old people of poker. <laughs>
3: so, uh, all these 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 type of ancillary poker sites that have popped up, I, I never was a part of any of them, so uh, I, I can't say how popular it was or not. But uh, I, the concept is interesting because you know I you know I do my little DraftKings every week, so I like uh, I like wagering on stuff. So uh, I don't know why I never did, but. Uh, Maybe it wasn't available here. I think that's part of the thing that they said the reg- regulatory restrictions. So, I'm like, every state has different rules on, on this kind of stuff. So, that could be uh, one, painful to figure out, and two, very expensive unless you're a, your own lawyer. So
2: I, I would have never waged that you would have used ancillary properly or whatever. <laughs> I, I can't believe you threw that word down in the middle of our show. I
3: believe I actually pronounced it correctly, too. That's
2: so. incredible.
3: That, that's a four-syllable right there, right? <laughs> Anselier, oh, five, almost.
2: Wow. That is really <laughs> impressive, really impressive.
3: New Year's resolution to work on my vocabulary.
2: Are you Are you watching Cobra Kai? Uh,
3: I am watching, rewatching The Karate Kids. <laughs> I haven't watched
2: The Cobra Kais yet. you got to watch The Cobra Kais. Yeah,
3: everybody's told me I need to watch The
2: Cobra Kai's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're so bad, they're good. So, yeah. yeah, make sure you watch that. Not that I wanted to randomly throw that in the middle of the show, but I thought about it and... When the show's over, will you just say goodbye? So, you know, I want to make sure I asked you before the show was over. Sorry.
3: I'm <laughs> reasonably sure ninety eight percent of our listeners are watching Cobra Kai. I'm just the only one that hasn't got yeah. on the bandwagon. Yet. All, right. All
2: right, get it because I'm the one that was screwing up Tiger King. I wasn't watching that until it was too late. Yeah. So, so hey, right. don't follow my lead. Get on the get on the Cobra Kai bandwagon now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, speaking of Doug Polk, uh, he, um, with poker content creators Brad Owen and Andrew Neem, are now the new majority owners of the Lodge Poker Club in Austin, Texas. Huh. It's the only club in Texas I've been to. I actually flew out there when, when this, all this Texas stuff was coming up. Uh, uh, the new poker manager came from a um, uh, casino up in Ohio and, and said, Hey, Scott, you got to come down in check this out, and I was like, yeah, I need to check this out, because I really got to see what's going on here, and uh, did a uh, $17 flight from Frontier to Austin, saved the company a lot of money that day, Chris. Awesome. And uh, hung out in the, in the Lodge Poker Club and kind of got my, my um, introduction to it, so, um, and now completely new owner, so that was a great trip for me. <laughs> we,
2: we, and we needed every penny of that, too, otherwise we wouldn't even be doing a show today, I think, uh, if you didn't save us that money on all those trips, we'd be done by now.
3: <laughs> uh, well, I will say that. I mean, if you've ever had designs on op-
2: uh, owning a poker
3: uh, room, uh, Texas is really your place right now because, you know, I mean, there's at this point, there's no regulations we keep talk- talking about, right. which is a bit scary. But there's no barriers to entry is I guess what I'm saying is, you know, you can't open a poker room in Florida. Uh, you just can't. It's just not. Uh, they don't recognize clubs here and this other stuff. So. Um, and and lots of other states just that way. Anyway. So Texas seems to be the place where you know, as long as you get enough money to pay the rent and put some tables in there, that you can be a poker club owner. So exactly, And imagine that we're going to see a lot more poker pros um, investing in them because um, you know, hey. You talk about the competition, it's all marketing, right? So, I mean, you can use your Doug Polk name or your um, Johnny Chan name, which didn't quite work out well, but, um, or, you know, anybody else's name out there, like, it's it's a good way of uh, setting yourself apart and uh, what has now become a very
2: competitive market out there. If we did it, would we rename it, like, the Annie Up Poker Room?
3: Yeah, probably would, and yeah. so we'd have 12 people playing every day, like, <laughs> uh, listening
2: to the show. Listening to the show, exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah,
3: uh, I had any desire to move to Texas. So, you know the, what I like about Texas though is that you and I could both sell our houses here, which are worth way more than they really are right now. Yeah. correct? Yeah, that's correct. And um, literally buy J.R. Ewing's house. Yeah, uh, each of us could buy you know Ewing and uh, Bobby Ewing. You know I, we can fight over who gets whose house. But yes, because Texas is still where you can buy like a big ass house for not a lot of money. So
2: yeah, on a lot of land. Yeah,
3: so that that's what's attracted to me there. But but, but I like Florida so. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Poker Pro and Jeopardy champion Alex Jacob used his social network reach to help a Wheel of Fortune contestant get a luxury Audi Q3. Q- 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 <laughs>
2: Look, I got a ciliary right Oh, I know. What the hell?
3: An Audi Q3. Uh, the contestant Charlene Rubbish got the final puzzle correct, but because she paused before saying the last word, she was not given the car by the rules. Jacob started a Twitter campaign to get Audi to give her the car anyway. And actually, let's just say shame Audi into giving her the car. Yeah, anyway. right, right. Uh, and the car company decided to do just that. So,
2: Well, great story. Um, you know, it, it's so bizarre that something so trivial. I mean, how pedantic are you, you have to be to not let her have the car because she paused? I mean, hey, she paused. The rules, man. It's a stupid rule. Change the rule. Society is governed by rules, Chris. Don't punish that. the contestant. Change the rule.
3: Puzzle guessers are running amok without rules. So.
2: <laughs> puzzle guessers. <laughs> oh, man. It's so funny. I, again, Alex Jacob comes up into a game show conversation. You know. But good for him. Good on him. As yeah.
3: Say. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know what it cost Audi. I mean, I, don't, I haven't got a, a Q3 or a Q3 or whatever I want to call it there before. But,
2: uh,. Uh, you know, they can't just hand them out like candy. I mean, no
3: one can get new cars right now anyhow, right? So.
2: Well, that car was already donated to the show or already paid for, so.
3: It was donated. It was well. You know what I mean. Attached to the show, but yeah. I don't think it was sitting in the Wheel of Fortune parking lot waiting for Pat Sajak to give somebody the keys. So,
2: well, you know how it works. As long as they keep saying the name of the company and the name of the car, and they show a picture of it, it's worthy of a commercial that they would have paid seven hundred grand for anyway. So now they get away for doing it for like fifty grand for the car. So I'm sure they had the car somewhere for. Her.
3: Uh, well, probably
2: a good point to say. Uh,
3: today's show brought to you by
2: Audi. <laughs> I expect one in my driveway by the close of business today. Makers of the Q3. The Q3. <laughs> <laughs> With ancillary uh, benefits to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's oh, great. Man, great, that's great news.
3: Good story. Glad you got the car because that that
2: does seem kind of
3: weird. But uh, I haven't seen Real Fortune in years, though, so I don't know the new rules now. But uh, we did. Go, I did go to see a taping of it when I was a kid and. I'll tell you uh, that is not a fun show to go see a taping as a kid because uh, people may not know this, but they they do an entire week's worth of shows right know? right so and then you know they have to stop for breaks and everything so that, that's a good three hour commitment. Watching people try to guess letters and not buy vowels when they should
2: be buying vowels. so Bored out of your mind. Yeah, yeah.
3: St- stick to the Let's Make a Deal when you go out there because <laughs> if you the right costume, you'll be right behind Wayne Brady. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, Any updates. Papes, the Antip fans' free online tournament series on PokerStars Play Money site, is available everywhere. Details on how to join can be found at bit.ly slash P-A-I-P-S. Games are on the 6th, 16th, and 26th every month and rotate disciplines with a main tournament followed by a second chance event. Poker Stars lets you claim 15,000 free chips every four hours. Join the Up fans group Facebook page to get feedback on hands, ask call the four questions, or just discuss anything poker. Check out our 11 vintage Up logo designs on merchandise at antiochmagazine.com shop. You can buy t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, phone, and laptop cases coffee and drink mugs, and much more with your choice of Anti-Up Magazine, Anti-Up Poker Cast, or Anti-Up Poker Tour logos. And if you have a hand of the week, a listener spotlight, or a call-to-floor submission, email podcast at anti or post in the Anti-Up Fans Facebook group. Find yourself in a situation at your favorite poker room or home game and you're not sure what the proper ruling should have been? Email us at podcast at com. We'll have Rivers Casinos Schenectady director of poker, Elliot Schechter, tell you how he would have ruled. It's Sean Hamstra. He says, We're in a two table charity tournament I hosted recently that raised $200 for a local charity and 90 pounds of food for the food pantry. Good on you, Sean. Absolutely. This one is embarrassing since, uh, in this case, I was the a hole who messed up. Excellent.
3: Dick balls did you drop, Sean? <laughs>
2: All right, he says, two players in the hand, and we're on the river. I have top pair, and was certain the other player missed his flush. What I failed to notice was a backdoor straight on the river. I bet my opponent raised, and I called, saying, pair of nines. My opponent says, and shows, a straight. I, still holding my cards up in front of me and looking at them, say, you got it. About three seconds later, I realize I also have the five that made uh, uh, made him the backdoor straight. Dope! I'm still holding the cards up. Nothing has been shuffled or moved. I immediately think to just muck my hand since he's already reaching and I had said, you got it. But then I second guess myself because it's a big pot and this is a good friend of mine who won't stab me. (laughs) I reluctantly say, wait, I just realized I made the straight two and show my hand face up. Then we have a long but friendly debate with players at the table. One player who plays a lot of cash games at casinos is convinced that since I said you got it, that my hand is dead. I agree that I'd likely rule that in our cash games, but considering a tournament and I'm still holding my cards, I honestly wasn't sure. What's the call? I ultimately would feel too guilty uh, allowing a split since I'm the fool involved and instead have my opponent take the whole pot. I think that was best and I don't regret it. But wondering what a floor would call, would it be any different in a cash game? What if I said, you got it, and threw my cards down face-up? Since I delayed, does it make a difference?
3: All right, we're going to give Elliot the week off because this is a uh, simple um, answer with a complicated explanation. How's so, you,
2: that? so you made me say, Rivers Casinos connected a director of poker, Elliot Schechter, and we're not going to use him? You know how hard it is to say that every week?
3: Exactly. It's very hard. It's even harder than the ancillary. ancillary. <laughs> I just said it three times on the show correctly. so. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, so here's the answer, Sean. Uh, One of the fundamental rules of poker is cards speak. So uh, every hand that is tabled uh, should be read and the pot awarded correctly. So in this case, uh, you saying you got it doesn't mean anything. Uh, Once you tabled your hand, it should be read and you should have split the pot. Now, where it gets a little bit complicated here. And why I think anybody involved in this debate who thinks otherwise should not feel bad about that is a couple things. Um, uh, one, uh, he didn't necessarily table the hand right away. Um, so that's um, – but he did eventually. Right? And then uh, verbal binding is also one of the most fundamental rules of poker, correct? Mm-hmm. So, But the difference here is you got it is not a recognized poker term. Um, I think we discussed this on the call for last week, right, with the the better that said same. Right. Same is not a recognized poker term. So if you would have said I fold, that's a different story. But you didn't. You said you, you got it, which now all of us in the world, 98% of us know that you got it essentially is a different way of saying I fold. But that's not how poker works, right? You have to say I fold or you're not folding. So that's where it gets a little tricky here. But, but still, I mean, he did everything – Correct here. I mean, he waited a little bit to table his hand, but it's not like he mucked it and then dug it out, right? So, right. Right. So once you table it uh, face up, then uh, the dealer should read it and uh, should have split the pot. And it's interesting that he mentioned the difference between cash game and tournaments. And there's probably not a lot of difference here, but but certainly in a tournament because all bar rules are poker TDA rules, right? Which are all for tournaments. Most of them are applied to cash games as well too, but they're for tournaments. And the big thing here is, um, in tournaments, every player in the tournament has a vested interest in every decision made at every table, even if you're not at that table or not in that hand, right? Because in this case, I mean, Sean uh, certainly knows shame in being a nice guy, admitting that he was uh, an a-hole. <laughs> right, right. And he's like, all right, I'll let my, my friend have the pot. But you don't get to make that decision, because now you've just affected everybody else's game in the tournament. Because, I mean, you know, maybe... Maybe your friend is much better at poker than you are. No one else there wants him to have more chips that he shouldn't have, right? Um, or maybe you're really bad, <laughs> so they want you to have the chips so they get them from you. So um so you got to consider that as well too so again it, it, long story short i understand the debate and no one should feel bad about it but uh card speak is really well
2: real. two things i would say I would, I would also argue that it still affects the cash game as well i mean you don't want that person to have a bigger stack if they exactly I mean, so it, it's a mini tournament kind of but the lines don't go up uh, the other thing i would say too you were holding your cards up if you had indeed folded and the player next to you saw you had the five that made the straight or whatever the card would be they would be thinking you might be colluding with this person, and you, yep. you need to. The cards speak. You won the hand. You split the pot. You did. You made a mistake, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be rewarded for the actual hand you made. And right. it's just you did the right thing. It's just I know you feel terrible, um, but and you just you you know you're a little, a little chagrined, you know, got a little red on your cheeks there, but uh, you deserve half that pot.
3: Well, and again, it's a reminder too. I mean, I know I'm not trying to take any of the fun from poker away from our listeners. Um, you know, because it's fun to play this game with her friends. And have a couple of drinks and try to figure out what your friends are going to do. But at the end of the day, just tabling your hand every time, not saying anything, and then, and then all the stuff that uh, there's no problems at that point.
2: Right. 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 So, As much
3: fun I'm it. As much fun, but um, but yeah, I think uh, in a lot of cases, I think for a lot of players, you're going to make more money by tabling your hand than you're going to lose by exposing cards that you don't need to expose, which is always the case for people that don't want to show. Right.
2: That's absolutely right. So, but,
3: especially Omaha. Definitely an Omaha table here.
2: Absolutely in Omaha.
3: (laughs) Even the best pros in the world can't read their hands
2: correctly. (laughs) You don't want to get a fight uh, with somebody at Binion's. Remember that? that Every 10 minutes there was a fight at Binion's (laughs) playing Omaha. Hey, you know what? We have a new O'Malley's move today. Here it comes.
1: Hello, and welcome to another O'Malley's Move. I'm Malcolm O'Malley. This week we are playing in a $1-$2, no-limit-hold'em casino cash game. The action goes in waves, where it gets crazy for a while and then settles down for a time. The table has been relatively calm for the last half hour or so. The max buy-in is 500 but most players buy in for 200 We usually get as close to the biggest stack as possible when we buy in. Today when we sat down, there was a 250 stack as the biggest, so we bought in for 300 and have broke even so far. There is a brand new player on the button that sat down a few hands earlier. He bought in for 200. The blinds post and it's folded all the way around to us in the cutoff with the ace of clubs, king of spades. Fantastic. We make it $8 to go. Standard. The button calls, the new guy, the small blind folds and the big blind calls. After the rake and jackpot drop, there's around $20 in the pot, and the flop is the 9 of diamonds, 8 of spades, 4 of hearts. The big blind surprises us by donk betting into two opponents for $15. Raising and then folding to a single bet is extremely weak, even for 1-2. We're going to make this call and see what develops. Interestingly, the button calls as well. There's now around $65 in the pot, and the turn is the king of diamonds. The big blind checks. Well, other than a set, I'm not sure what beats us here. I think this is a bet. We want to deny any draws equity and get value from nines or sticky king X hands. We may get $50 to go. The button shoves for his remaining 175 and the big blind thinks for quite a while before flinging his cards at the dealer in frustration. So... It's 125 to win around 190. Are we good here? Does it matter? What's the move?
3: It's time for the advancedpokertraining.com. Hand of the
1: Week. Send your hands or situations
3: to podcast at dot com. If you haven't won something from us in the past year, you'll get a free membership to Advanced Poker Training, the world's number one poker training site. Vincent Frigno, make sure that our hand of the week streak does not end. Chris, sorry. Excellent. And he's got a five card PLO hand, so we don't have a lot of these. So,
2: oh man, um,
3: uh, kind of short, but it, we're, we're going to play it as a hand of the week rather than a situation. So,
2: well, what I what I what I, sub- do, what I do want to say is, do not listen to anything I say <laughs> because you and I played this in California and I lost my shirt playing this game. <laughs> I, you know, I really thought I had. I'm like, oh, an extra card, I'm going to be great at this, and, you know, and I and I won like the first pot, and I'm like, yes, I'm going to. Oh man, I lost my shirt. I think it was um, which California was it? Not Pachanga. was, it was yeah. maybe it was Pachanga. Yeah, I don't know. But oh man, did I lose my shirt? That was brutal.
3: Well, like any of these games, like you know that extra card, you don't think it actually changes the game, but it changes the game dramatically. Dramatically, right? yep. Yeah. So now those uh, those hands had to be a little bit better because everybody has that extra card. Plus, for me, and well, same for you because you're even older than me. Uh, the memory <laughs> is gone. <it's, laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of times, and yeah, you know Omaha's my favorite game. There's a lot of times I keep flicking my cards because I can't remember the four cards I have. Yeah, that's right. extra card in. I'm like, come on, man. How am I going to remember all this? So, again, that's why you always staple your hand in PLO 5. Exactly. <laughs> or Big O, they call it most places. Yeah, Big O. I'm a big card PLO here. Uh, anyhow, it's a 1-3 game in, in College Station, Texas. So it's a Texas team show today. Excellent. And so they do a reverse button dealer's choice, a PLO, PLO 8, or Pineapple. That's kind of interesting. I like that. Uh, So this one is a PLO, but, again, it's big O, so five cards. Right. First hand of a session, and uh, we are in the small blind. It is raised to $10 by the end of the gun. And there are six players that call, and then we are in – oh, I'm sorry, five players to call. And we're in the small blind again with the Ace of Spades, Ace of Clubs, Ten of Diamonds, Nine of Diamonds, Five of Spades.
2: Oh, my God. Uh, writing all these cards out takes up my whole pad. Hey, you're
3: the one writing. I'm speaking.
2: I know. It's
3: Hard all to get all those rates.
2: All right, let's see. So, I don't think you're going to thin the field with five <laughs> callers. I mean, you could go pot, and that would you know, be raised at 10, and they got five. It's 50. So, you could go up to 50, 40, and then you can bet pot. So, I mean, you can make it a pretty big raise here, but the whole world's going to know what you have, and the whole world has five cards each. And I don't think you're going to get too many people to fold. So I'm not really sure if I'm going to raise here, and I'm, in, I'm out of, I'm out of uh, position the whole hand. So I might just call and be sneaky with the ace and you know, hope we hit the, the spade flush but, uh, or a boat. So I think I'm just going to call, believe it or not, because I don't like being out of position with five cards in my hand.
3: Yeah, I'd be curious to know how this this game plays regularly. Whether this is a uh, regular occurrence that everybody at the table's in yeah. <laughs> for an hour under the gun raise, um, or if not. So um, if, if this happens all the time, then yeah, I think I'm inclined to to call with you because you know every hand at that point is a drawing hand at that point because you're right. If you're you're not going to tend to field. Um, I mean, again. I wish I knew the game. So, I mean, if you did make that race 50, 60 or whatever pod is and you got heads up or down to two, that's a different story. But you're right. I think with this many people in, it's hard to imagine that. So, uh, I mean, the proper move, the proper poker move is to raise here. I mean, you've got aces, which, again, if it was no limit like O'Malley plays, you should go all in with this every time. It's not a pot limit. It's the right way to play it. Um you got pocket aces. You got uh, you got a steel wheel draw with your ace five. So you got that, and then you get 10 ten nine of diamonds. So you got some straight and straight flush possibilities. It's a nice little hand.
2: Wait 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 wait! You lost me. What steel wheel? We have the ace of spades, ace of clubs, ten of diamonds, nine of diamonds, jack of spades. spades. Oh five. five of spades. Oh okay five of spades. All right. Sorry. See that's what I'm saying. It's so cold here. I can't write a J. It looks like a five, or vice versa. <laughs> Okay, five of spades.
3: I'm pretty sure the five's not going to play in this, but yeah, I heard the jack, but yeah. But.
2: All right, five is. I thought it was yeah, so you've
3: got a lot of potential with this hand. I mean, obviously it's that XD card that makes you a little bit happier, but um, I, again, I think the proper poker move is to raise here, but uh, if the game plays like this and doesn't thin it out, go ahead and let get it in cheap for 10 bucks, and we've got a lot of potential.
2: Yes, yes, we do.
3: Um, uh, all right, uh, we call, uh, the big blind calls, and seven players to the flop. Wow. <laughs> I have a feeling like there's going to be a lot of people that go in this, this game. Uh, all right, the flop is the jack of spades, uh, ten of spades, nine of clubs, and we are first to act.
2: Well, we like it. I mean, we've hit two pair, we've hit the nut flush draw, we have an over pair, uh, but somebody could really pump the pot here with, you know, Queen-King. and um, So then you're going to have to really hope you hit. So, uh, But I don't think I'm betting first. I, I don't I think I'm going to come out guns a-blazing here because somebody who's popped a set on us or somebody who's got the straighter already's is going to repop it. We're going to get all our money in on this stupid hand. So uh, I think I would check, believe it or not.
3: Yeah, again, I think there's two ways to play this. Um, You know, we didn't re-raise. I mean, this was a good flop for us if we did re-raise because we did hit it. Not hard, but we hit it. So we could represent pretty well. Uh, But since we didn't, uh, let's keep the uh, mystery up with our hands um, because we got a lot of potential to prove with this hand. Yeah. Uh, And I'd like to see it cheaply. Um, You know, obviously the other thing, too. This is a weird hand, and I mentioned this to Vincent when I was emailing him, is that... You know again the the cardinal rule of Omaha is you gotta bet on the come right, so you gotta get the money in before that's um that flush gets there. There's also already a straight there as you mentioned, so it's a little different a little difficult here um so i mean you you don't wanna like miss value here and then not hit your spades and not get, get any money when you do hit your spades but uh there there's already a razor um so let's let him at least play this hand i mean this the street for us.
2: The uh, the word of caution I will put out here is that you've hit the bottom two pair. Yes. You do not want to make a boat with those two pair because somebody's going to have the Jack version of that or pocket Jacks and have the top boat. So, you know what? Don't think of that two pair as being – that would be like your life raft or your life vest or whatever at the end rather than – A frozen
3: door on the- Titanic.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That had plenty of room for Jack. <laughs> and she didn't let him on.
3: Never let him on. All right. Um, yes, that's a very good point, and particularly a good point in Big O, because that extra card, I mean, yeah. it, it's that much likely that somebody already has um, already has the King-Queen, as you mentioned, and already will improve better when that 10 or 9 comes in, as you mentioned. So. Yes. All right. We do check. Uh, the original Razor pots it at $70. One caller, and it's back to us.
2: I call. Yeah, we're not going
3: anywhere here. We got, you know we got a big hand here, right? So it's just not there. And, uh, yeah. So let's see what happens. we got a lot of stuff that could happen on this uh, turn for us. What, what do we do? Uh, my, all right. Our hero says uh, we have bottom two in the nut flush draw, so I decided to call.
2: Very nice. good. So that's 210 on top of the 70. So it's like 280 in the pot now.
3: It's a good old PLO pot right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, the turn is the Ace of Hearts. So that makes our board now the Jack of Spades, 10 of Spades, 90 of Clubs, Ace of Hearts. This hand just got a little bit more interesting for us, didn't
2: it? It did, it did. But again, now it's like these guys are going to really put the hammer down on you, and you're going to have to put your whole stack in probably just to see the river. And that's going to suck. Because if he sees two callers and he's the guy with the straight, you know he's shoving or he's betting whatever he can, 280. So it's going to suck. We have top set, but I don't think we're ahead. You know, we just have redraws. Just
3: ahead, but I do think we're probably the favorite against uh, one other opponent, maybe not two other opponents. So um I mean again, so any 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 card that pairs the board we we win, right? Right. Any ace. Minus the quads, right? right. Uh, and uh Any spade.
2: And any spade that other, doesn't pair the board, the nine that, of spades or not, right. not a straight flush spade.
3: So yeah. Right. So those are the only two caveats. So um you know, it's hard to run the scenarios here without needing the cards, but uh, if we did, I, I, I would kind of feel pretty confident that we are a favorite. Not a strong favorite, but a favorite.
2: I would say we're 50-50, close to 50-50, 50-50. yeah. I, I don't care if the binary bunch wants to run the numbers, I don't really care, but I'm just saying it's it, when it's a one card to come, it's usually around a round of split. When it's two cards to come, you're a favorite. But in this case, I think one card to come, we're probably 50-50 coin flip on this.
3: But this is the kind of hand that, you know, if you're not going to get it in with, uh, you really shouldn't be playing PLO. You should be playing Limit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of uh, – Omaha, particularly Big O, is a roller coaster ride. And you got to be able to strap in and, and take those highs and those lows. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm not saying that we should bet out here necessarily, but uh, but there's not a lot of money left on the table, I think, so – it's probably going to be a bet, and we're going to have to get it all in.
2: Oh, yeah, because that's the other thing is we don't know how much these people play with, right? They don't know how much you have in front of yeah,
3: them. Yeah, you oh. did say at the beginning, I didn't mention this, but it was a 300 effective stack. So, okay. I mean, got to be pretty close to everybody being all in here. So, um,
2: yeah, you're 80 in. There's 280 on the board. If somebody bets 120, you're not folding or 220, or whatever. So, I mean, so I don't think you're going to fold. I, so, no matter what, you're getting it all in. Yeah.
3: Yeah um all right so we check uh the original better bets 220 uh our other opponent calls so the pot is 720 and it's 220 for us to call
2: yeah i'm just shoving i mean what am i what am i gonna do my last 60 dollars yep yep you know you might as well get it all in now i mean i guess you could just call and then the river if you don't hit your hand you know whatever but you're not going to get them the full for that 60 so you might as well just call
3: yeah, and again, I mean, even if you're right that we are fifty-fifty, and you very well could be, um, the odds, the money we're going to make here are make uh, are better than fifty-fifty now. So,
2: yeah, yeah, you
3: got it. Our favorite here yeah. to, to not go anywhere, and now, granted, we could lose. I mean, I'd be uh, surprised if all these hands are turned over and we're not behind right now. <laughs> right, right. So we're gonna to have to hit to, to, uh, to win, but again, I think we have a lot of cards that are gonna come that are gonna help us. So, um, and if you're not willing to make this call again, you need to get out of PLO. So yeah. definitely get out yeah. of
2: you don't have the don't have the stomach for it.
3: Yep, because you got to make you got to make these calls. Or in this case, it's you know calling a small race. right? So yeah. Um. All right. So. Um, uh, he did call, and uh, the original better had the king-queen for the nut straight. Our other opponent said, uh, I think I need the board to pair, so he must have had a two-pair or a set also. Ran it two times, and it went brick-brick.
2: Oh, man. I didn't even know running it two times was an option.
3: Yeah, so this is how bad Vincent was running in this game. <laughs> I mean, wow. Again, yeah, I mean, he didn't—he uh, didn't tell us that the other three cards, so he can't really run a, an effective um, scenario here. And obviously, the other opponent never tabled, so we don't know what he had. So, no way of knowing really where we were uh, mathematically in his hand. But to run it twice and not hit any of our cards—wow, that is pretty
2: bad. Yeah, I mean, you knew—you knew he you knew had king, king, queen because he raised free flops, so he had to have the high cards. If we had the aces, he had to have a king in his hand. So, you're the king-queen was what he was betting, and you just had to hit, and it didn't happen. You know, it's the coin flip crap. That's why I don't like playing games like that. I mean, it's, with no limit hold'em, it's one thing, but five cards in your hand? You you better be a gambler to play this game. You you can't just be knit. You can't do it.
3: Yeah, and it's tough. So, I'd be curious. He didn't say the suits, but uh, I I... I, I... I gotta think that this guy, that that king queen was a uh, maybe not the king and the queen, but the king had to be a spade, right? Yeah. Because this is where it gets really difficult. Is you know, when you flop that straight and you have no backup in regular PLO, you're in a lot of trouble. I mean, because you got the nuts right now, but again, you're probably not the favorite if you don't have that backup, right? And definitely again in five or, or big O. Um, so I mean, if you did have. King of spades with another spade in his hands, then um, he was in a really good spot there. Um, And if he had the king of spades with the queen of spades, fantastic spot to be in. So, right. Um,
2: But yeah, wow. Uh, Well, what I appreciate is that he took one for the team. You know, he lost his stack, but he got to be the hand of the week to keep the show going, Vince. So the entire Anti Up Nation is in your debt. Much appreciated. (laughs) Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Chris Casenza, And I'm Scott Locke. We'll see you at the tables.
1: Anti is a production of AntiupMagazine.com. Contact the show at podcast at antiupmagazine.com. If you'd like to advertise, send an email to advertising at antiupmagazine.com. Or call 727-331-4335. Some music used in this episode comes courtesy of the PodSafe Music Network.